0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fly Over Sports Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Tenpenny, joined by my co-host Drew Clifton. And uh Drew, it's uh it's been one of those stretches again.
1: Good news, though. Good news. I'm happy to announce the Royals are not cheating this year, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. all that's all as we talk about every week in baseball, it seems. Everybody's cheating, but the Royals have taken a stand. <laughs> They're on their moral high ground. You know, it's good for baseball. You know, old heads that love the spirit of the game, the Royals are there for you.
0: Yeah, that is definitely evidence. Well, I mean, especially with all these young kids, like, oh, my gosh, it's just I – don't, I don't know what's worse. What's worse, the 0-11 stretch or the 1-11 stretch after you thought you got out of that hole? This like, stretch
1: worse? is the worst, easily, I feel like. I can't stand watching this right now. I am struggling uh, – through watching the Royals play baseball at the moment. And it seems like from the local media that uh, this seems to be is leaving a really bad taste in everybody's mouth.
0: Yeah. Well, last night was yesterday was just the icing on the cake. The Royals lost to the Tigers six to five, but they took a three to one lead. You know, Mondesi's back, he hits a home run. Yeah. Salvador Perez hits his, you know, team leading seventeenth home run. He's like sixth in the in all of baseball and home runs. Like you're feeling good. Then Singer comes out with an injury, but apparently it was planned. We found out later, so that's it was
1: planned. I thought it was precautionary. They were just like, "Well, we'll throw you out for there for three innings."
0: Yeah, yeah. He had it showed up in his last start, so they had him on a pitch count. I guess his pitch count was fifty, and so that's what he was at fifty-one after three. So um, they they knew about that. Um, Carlos Hernandez comes in, and uh, he's allowed a earned run in like every game this year. Through three scoreless innings last yesterday. So you're like feeling real good, like 3-1 lead. Uh, you know, one guy that came in that hadn't done good all year did well. You go to your back of your bullpen that's been pretty pretty solid for you all year. And they all suck. Like I know Holland really sucked, but like Barlow wasn't sharp. Uh Jake Brent broke his, like, 22-inning streak of not allowing a run. Josh Stahlman allowed a run. Like, all four of your, like, go-to guys outside of Kyle Zimmer who didn't pitch <laughs> in the bullpen blew it, you know, like, gave right. up runs. It's just like, that's just the icing on the cake of a stretch that you just can't get out of when your go-to guys are just completely <laughs> trash in a game you had to lead it,
1: And especially because they brought in Santana to, like, quote, like, save the bullpen,
0: right? Hernandez, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Hernandez, yeah. Sorry, to to save the bullpen, and then the bullpen just gets crushed. Um, just feels like they're losing on all three levels
0: at this yeah. point. They are, they are, and yeah. you know the offense. The offense was okay yesterday um, against Singer. I'm going to kind of combine Singer and Hernandez together just because that's you know how I think that right. was their. It sounded like that was their plan to use those two guys. Um, they pitched well, so you got good starting pitching. It's just. You have to get out of the funk. You got to be playing well on all three levels, and the Royals just cannot do that right now. No, just,
1: they're not good. That's no. that's the thing. Like we thought this might. It's surprising they're close to that. This close to five hundred, right? Because they've had they've they're a very phony team. I feel like we've got to that level. It's not like they're a good team that plays bad. They're a bad team that has good stretches.
0: I I don't even know if we can say that because here's the thing: they've gone sixteen and nine, oh and eleven. Then thirteen and six, and now one and eleven. Like
1: sure, but the thing is, is that we, we've heard is oh, they're pl- the, if you take out these losing streaks, they're one of the best teams in baseball. I, that yeah, that's just got to go right out the point. window.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think you could do that with no, when there was one streak like this, like when there was one streak, like, you could be like, okay, they just had a really. You, Playing bad plus unlucky, like you could kind of talk yourself into it. Now that there's two stretches, yeah, sure. you, you can't you can't you can't use that excuse anymore. And they have
1: two everyday starters that are like the worst hitters in baseball. So oh, yeah uh you in know, Dozier and Soler, and they're right in the middle of the lineup and just at, just outs constantly. If you're an opposing pitcher, you're not scared of the Royals. You're not right. like worried about getting battered. Um, like I mean, maybe a bad pitcher does, but you know, it's just mm. Nobody is uh, elite besides, you know, maybe Salvi out there,
0: and Benintendi who is on, broke a rib. Yeah, broke, yeah, yeah, broke a rib, and there's really no timetable for his return. I really don't know um, how long, how long he's going to be out. And I mean, he was freaking out. after the terrible start. Benintendi was. Om- borderline all-star you know uh, his season numbers are 283 average with a 769 OPS and that's again with three weeks of hitting like under 200 and those are his, where he's at so. it just
1: feels like a team that lacks like any central identity right it, we, we, this year as we've talked about before it should have come in and this should have been a another growing year right like but you have a bunch of duds out there that like just because they're struggling doesn't mean they're
0: growing right that might just be who they are yeah, I mean, I, I could say that with the established guys like Solaire and Dozier, and then Taylor, who's one of the leading leaders in uh, strikeouts, and like those guys, like yeah. Um, but you know, the pit the starting pitchers, you know, I don't. It's just way too early. You sure, know, it's yeah. But the lineup for sure, like outside of you know Salvi, Santana, Witt and Ben Attendee, who are proven guys. Um, and, you know, like anything with baseball, there's up and down. But those go, those four guys are major leaguers. Outside of those four, though, I don't really know about the rest of the offensive production uh, across the yeah. major league. Oh, I guess I keep forgetting Mondesi, but, you know, you can't rely Screw on him, him. On, the, on the field. You know, field. But he's going he to step on, field, on a leg awesome.
1: <laughs> he's going to step on a Lego, and he's going to be out for 35 days.
0: Dude, when he's on the field, though, he's he's fun player. Um, Which yeah, is like
1: but, the worst form of a really great player, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. the constant bait and switch. Yep, yep.
0: Hey, He played in 59 out of 60 games last year. Maybe he's got a stretch like that and then this year. And, like, and that's not then, how
1: you, that goes, right? If yeah, you've already been injured a couple times in the year, it's not like you just, okay, I'm now healthy yeah, for no, 100 games in a row. No, I know. I don't know and though. It's, it's hot, just- man. You know now for whatever reason it's gonna just get, and I just can't imagine losing in hundred and thirty-three degree weather. Yeah, I, that would just really stink. And uh, being at the ball ball club, so just watching like last—I know it wasn't like it's going to be at night and stuff, but I just can't imagine
0: those day games. Right, right. It's just. Wait, it's, I'm glad the season ended in June instead of April. Like it has, you know, in in 18 and 19, but for all intents and purposes, the season's over for like, they're not like they can maybe if they get hot or get lucky or crawl back to close to 500 by the end of the year. Like if they went 81 and 81, that wouldn't like super surprise me, but they are not going to be a wild card team.
1: No, that would be such an overachievement. That would be like, it would almost be, like crazy if they went 500. Like how did this team? That, that'd be a very fortunate.
0: Well, race. I don't. I think I you know, think the formula is this: is this young rotation kind of clicking? Because we saw we've seen that with Detroit. By the sure. way, um, um, Detroit, who was really bad last year and was off to a really bad start this year, they've actually played over 500 balls since April. Like they've been one of a uh, above average team. It's because all of their young pitchers. They're similar staff like the Royals do um, across a few years of drafts, but all their young pitchers have started to get to that next level, and you've seen that development, and it's led to them winning games. So if the Royals' young pitchers can kind of take that step. Then that's that's really the only formula because it's not going to come from offensive production. It's not going to you know there's not a bunch of bullpen help coming. It's going to have to be these young starters. Uh, figuring out how to pitch at the major league level.
1: And what a horrible year to have to start pitching for the like you know, the first time in the major leagues where with all of the stuff in the news about the ch- – it doesn't matter. We've talked about all of it. It's like literally every week the story just progresses so we could just have a, a sticky ball podcast. Right. But the fact that it's just like changing week, week to week almost about what's going on and what's reality and what's just conspiracy, I, I can't imagine it's like the best time to start consistently pitching. And like really have success,
0: right? And uh, starting the twenty first, the Major League uh, Baseball is going to start uh, issuing suspensions for people that they they're going to be checking baseballs after uh, every inning. I think they for starters they check it before they you know before they throw their first pitch and before and then after they exit. And right. then for relievers, it's also it's the same ever after every time they exit. Um, and the suspension is ten games. You do get pay, but the kicker for the team is that they can't call anybody up. So like you're, you're suspended, but you're still on the 26 man roster.
1: See, and it, that is it. I equivalent, it's like the equivalent of if basketball just got rid of the undercut. Foul that they, they brought up where like, and you shoot a three and you go underneath them, that that's like that's a foul on the three. And it's like a super consistent thing that they call and everybody's going for it. If they just got rid of that, Right. And you just see a bunch of people twisting ankles and like tearing quads and all this kind of stuff because they're just, they're, we're used to doing one thing. I think it, there's no question that it, it is ir- like a terrible idea to do it in the middle of the season.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, Tyler Glass now, who pitches for the right. Rays, um, he's probably out for the year. He has a UCL chair. He was killing it. He's one of right. the best pitchers in the league. He's exciting. He, He's a personable guy, has a couple podcasts, like he's a well-known popular player. And he came out right after the injury and put part of the blame on MLB changing it. And he even right. straight up said he's used stuff on the wall, not the spider attack or anything crazy. And, you know, I don't – of course he's going to say he hasn't used it. I don't know for sure. But that the sunscreen and, ro- and uh, rosin right. that they yeah. outlawed. Is what ev- like ninety percent of players at the very minimum use, and it
1: there seems is. to be some confusion. I'm confused. Like I've seen that it's actually wasn't even illegal, right? Or or I don't know. Maybe it's just like it's technically illegal, but everybody's been using it for so long for years. Yeah, for and years. And like even of- this new baseball that they've brought out is let is harder to grip, and so well, it's even more like valuable to have that stuff at the moment.
0: And, like, they rub up the balls with, like, in his, in his uh, press conference, uh Glass and I was saying, like, Mississippi mud water. And I don't know if that's actually what it is, but it's, I've, I've seen the same thing that's something like that. Like, that's what they rub up the balls with. So by the time you get to the bottom of the barrel or even the middle of the barrel, it's like dusty, chalky baseballs. And so the guys use sunscreen and rosin, which does not give you that crazy spin rate and stuff. It just gives you a better grip. Uh, Maybe the slightest of increases, but nothing that's going to make anybody mad like, you know, some of the other crazy stuff that shouldn't be outlawed. That's been that's been used for absolute for years and years like your favorite pitcher. You know, if you're if you're older, like I'm sure Nolan Ryan used some sunscreen and rosin or something like that to get a better grip on the ball, right? And uh, he was si-
1: sipping the green tea coffee or whatever the greeny coffee with all the Adderall and amphetamines <laughs> in it. So you know, <laughs> yeah, there's been yeah. layers of this cheating thing that has gotten more and more.
0: Right, right. Like, so I I I think saying starting the season saying that you're not going to be suspended for it. That's literally what baseball said. Then all of a sudden. To going the complete other degree, not where even the crazy stuff suspended, but sunscreen and rosin is as well. We,
1: we are at a place where in the next cva or whatever it's called that the contractual agreement between the union and the owners, and that one of the biggest bargaining whatever like spots that the players should go for. Is firing Manfred right? He needs to be. Good. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like, and it needs to be uh, signed from the league, and it needs to be approved by the union. That should, or we're not playing baseball because it needs to start from the top because it's being yeah. mismanaged, right? Oh, it, my- the cheating isn't the problem; it's the the complete lack of oversight, and then the comp- the change of it and go in the opposite direction and over, uh, uh, m- like regulating. The baseball is, like, it's terrible. We talk about it all the time. It's horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, that happens this off season. So be prepared to not have baseball in, in 2022. I'm just being dead serious. At this point. 100% there's not going to be baseball. And-
1: you know, there was always this rumor that like Kyrie Irving brought it up. Like we should start our own basketball league. Uh, and that was ridiculous because the NBA is the most player friendly league of all of them. But the MLB like should, the players should <laughs> actually consider that, you know, we'll be yeah. with Kansas city Monarchs, man, bring back the, that league. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll just have
0: an actual player driven league. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a complete mess. And, to throw, to throw, you know, gasoline on the fire. This guy, what's his name? Uh, Ryan M. Spader. He has sixty five thousand followers on Twitter. He's a Penn State grad. He's an MLB analyst, author, host. Uh, like he d- he does all these things. Clearly, is somebody in? Oh, I'm in, surprised. In the- like father's not in there too. Yeah, know, yeah, as a baseball writer, father first, father <laughs> <Yeah>. to Jedediah <laughs> and Zeke. Well, he's clearly somebody in the MLB baseball world. Like I don't, you know, it may not be in, It's not a name I recognize, but clearly he's someone that is at least somewhat credible over his. Uh, career and you know Penn State. Yeah, he's got a new. blue
1: check mark. You know
0: <laughs> that doesn't always mean, <laughs> but you know, you know. I, I, Any time you have a screenshot of yourself on MLB Network, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take you know some of your stuff to to uh, as a valuable insight. Yeah, that's all been out the window. He dropped an absolute bomb, uh, saying that he was uh, tired of all the BS and that he was going to uh, that all of this stuff he's about to give out is uh was verified by more than one player and he opens it up his opening tweet to all this cheating scandals that he releases is the royals were the first team with a full analytics and video department close by their dugout doing so in 2015 their world series championship year how they used it i do not know facts that's how he opens up <laughs> what that even that does absolutely nothing other than give like Mets fans, Blue Jays, you know, all these teams that Royals played in 2015 a reason to think they're cheating even though it doesn't even say right. anything about it like that was the yeah. response to it
1: got some jet fuel melt steel doesn't melt steel beams right vibe to that sh- stuff right there
0: it's like okay they they're they had they had the full analytics video tarp. Department by the dog. You know why they had it, and no one's looking into this. If you're a Mets fan, like why would you look at it? If you're a Mets fan, and you read this, even though it says absolutely nothing. I they jumped to the conclusion the Royals are cheating, and I can't say I really blame them for jumping to that. You know, with no, the, with, oh yeah,
1: because somebody the accused case. them, accused the Royals of cheating, and cost well, the even, Mets a uh, one of the most uh, tortured fan bases uh World Series. So if there's well, any.
0: Accusing of cheating, it's just saying right. Yeah, yeah it's just like it well, here's it's, it's just quote. saying
1: words. It's saying words that like could imply cheating.
0: Right, right. Well, here's the thing in in tw- 2008, MLB finally allowed challenges, but you weren't allowed to look at it, it. You know, for the first six years, you had to see it on the field and just ask the umps like without replaying it. That's well, 20, wild. In 24 well, it was new. It was in 2014 they made a switch to where teams were allowed to look at the play first before challenging it. So the Royals, who anyone who watched them that year remembers, they or that, during that time frame, they had one of the best replay coordinators in all of baseball. They, they had the best percentage in baseball. They were the first team to really be good at winning challenges. I know that right. sounds wild now if you, if you watched them this year, but like during that time frame, they had a really good percentage. It's because of this. It's because they were the first team – To put a video department by their dugout. Not so they could see pitches, not so they could it was so they could win challenges when the rule had just changed to where they were allowed to look at it. That's actually why that there was a video department close. So if this guy knew anything, he would know that's why. But instead, he's just throwing again, like I said, throwing gasoline on the fire and opening up. Yes.
1: Well, this is what you can do, right? You can say this team was really good, right? They won the World Series, they were the best team, they won at the end. And so, if you accuse them of cheating, everybody can go look. Like, look how much better they were than the entire league. Like, yeah, no shit, they won the World Series.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, the stats don't even don't even support no. that. Have you? I I I was uh I got a little heated about it yesterday, and not because I think anything of it's true. It's just like no, why, it's exciting. You, it's
1: Royals talk. That's not you, losing.
0: Right? Why are you trying to tarnish? You know, a, a run with basic with no facts. If you look at the stats, uh, let me see if I can. From 20, 2014 to 2015, the difference. So the Royals had a f- – struck out 16.3% of the time, league low in 2014. They only right. struck out 15.9% in 2015. So you're telling me if they were cheating, like they had a point zero four is enough to prove that? Their walk right. rate was exactly the same, 6.3, 6.3. Their batting average went up point zero six, and their on-base percentages went up .08. The only thing that actually increased significantly was slugging percentage, but a lot of that was Lorenzo Kane going from a defensive player to third and MVP candidate, which if you're saying a guy getting dressed, one guy getting drastically better is-, is cause for cheating. Like literally, there's no basis here right. that could even prove that they got significantly better from 14 to 15. like yeah. the tweet implies. It's just so, a like-
1: weird World Series to even go after because it's like nobody thinks about that World Series besides like Royals fans and Mets fans like if they want to be sad um, because if you watch that World Series, the Mets weren't even close to as good as the Rose. And also no. in 2014, they went to seven in the World Series. They were a really good team.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's like, and they had they were young. It's like, yeah. you know, maybe you know Salvi's, Haas's, and Moose numbers all increased a little bit. They were 24, 25 years old. Of course, they probably you know high. Yeah, and they've years. all been consistent
1: major league hitters since right, then. So
0: right, of course, they probably increased a little bit from age 24 to 20. Like it's just there's literally no basis to even make that tweet other than just to stir the pot and it's just really frustrating that a guy with you know you know that enough credibility like up to this point to be like give other players doubts to to give other fan bases to like uh doubt the royals which is maybe the most like character first Organization, right. of professional sports, like well, yeah. all which sports is why sports. they only
1: win a World Series every thirty years.
0: Right, right, but like still, like that's that's who they are. They're the most you know. Right, ever since they've had Dayton Moore, they're they're the very very uh, character first franchise. Right. Who? So.
1: I mean, if you're going after people's jobs, is Dayton Moore <laughs> starting to get a little hot? Is he see to get a little warm?
0: Probably. Unfortunately, right. I love Dayton Moore, and you know what? I know last time there when the Royals were losing like this. Um, it was. I needed someone fired. I have a name now. Okay. Uh, it's oh, Cal let's Eldred. Go after him. Let's get hung. It's hungry. Cal. El, it's Cal Eldred. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, dude. He. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he. I mean, oh he knows, come
1: on, we're not doing that. Who cares? He knows, okay, okay. <laughs> he knows.
0: Dude, pitchers do not care when he comes out to the to the to the mound. Like right. it's not even like a result-based thing. It's like a facial expression, like how right. actually they're listening to him. Like when Matheny comes out and they're pulling him, you know. There's actually I feel like there's more dialogue, more you know, talking, more communication than when the freaking pitching coach comes out. Right, like, that's and
1: it's just it's a it's a young pitching staff that doesn't trust their coach. What a great yeah. formula. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, like, that, and, like, again, and I said it wasn't result-based. Well, if you want to be result-based, like, nothing ever changes when it comes out. There's, there Nobody changes their mechanics. Nobody, uh, you know, gets any better results. Not that, you know, you expect a pitching coach to just automatically turn uh, an outing around, but it's just, it's just a feeling, you know, like, right. I want Matheny to go out there every time, even if he's not pulling him, more so than I want Cal Eldridge, which is not, you know, Matheny's job is not to be the pitching coach but yeah. I I would trust him more at this point hey man
1: just throw some strikes you know right, right right throw some strikes that's probably what he goes out there and says it's like yeah. I've always wondered what yeah you know, what could you even say to a guy um that would really inspire him out there
0: but I've like, heard some guys have like phrases or whatever like to help with their mechanics or whatever um you know and that and each one has their own so sure. like that way it's quicker you know what they guys know but I don't know, man. Like, if you're a young pitcher, sometimes it's everything, and you can't just go out there being insane, a phrase or two from it. You got to be like, hey, I know you're 23 years old and you're making your second big league start. You're pulling off on your – you know, I'm much better at being able to evaluate a hitter than a pitcher, full disclosure on mechanics and stuff. Like, I'm not a a pitching guy. But, like, you got to be something you could say better than, hey, throw strikes. Throw strikes, man. Like, I don't (laughs) know. Thanks,
1: bud. But uh-huh. even if he's Didn't not a problem,
0: even if it's just all like you know fan fan based you know overreaction to to the struggling pitcher stuff someone does need to go. Something needs to be yes. stirred up. And when it's when you have a young pitching staff, and that's been one of the main issues, right. why not? Why not just fire the pitching coach? I know it's someone's right. job, but like something else oh, to happen. Who cares, right?
1: There's jobs everywhere. You know, he'll land on his feet. I'm sure it's not really about that. If what's the most like, who would be the most receptive to coaching? Like, what level of this? And it would obviously be starting pitch or just pitching in general. Right. So that, right. Would, be, that would be what makes sense.
0: Right. If you fire the hitting coach, Soler and Dozier are not going to listen to the new guy. If you fire the pitching coach, Singer and Bubich and Coar, and if Lynch ever, you know, those guys may be receptive to a new voice just because this is their first time. So right yeah, and what a valuable
1: time plan. to do that right this right. is an incredibly important part of their career you got to get their confidence going and it's super important to even get this team to 500 that that turns around so if you're going to make a change that has any value this would be the one
0: yeah it's, again you can't have two you can't have two stretches like this literally come out and say at the beginning of the season that you're trying to win right. and not fire someone like those that just doesn't add up you can't be have Combined one in twenty-two stretches. Yeah, it's not great when
1: when Keller comes out and is like, "Yeah, I I really could get my, I I really felt my slider today." And Matheny was like, "Man, he just couldn't find his slider."
0: So yeah, well that that again, that's that's a soundbite thing because Matheny talked about the following that he did have his slider movement, which is what Brad was talking about. Sure, he didn't have his command, which is what Matheny Uh, was talking about. Matheny was talking about how he spiked a few and like just couldn't get it in a. Hittable location, but as far as like the movement, rotation, you know, the the stuff, which is what Keller was talking about, it was there. So that was where that kind of crossover came. I was confused on that too. Right, uh, I got,
1: I man, my movement was great. I walked him in four pitches, but
0: uh, well, I mean, Keller's trying to trying to you know grasp onto whatever he can. While well, Matheny's like, I don't care if it's moving, you know, you know, yeah, just pitch better, buddy. Experience. Yeah, yeah, just throw strikes, <laughs> which it comes back to. <laughs> right, that's um, your job. Do it. <laughs> Okay, so like, real quick before we uh, jump out to something else. So the Royals are 30 and 37. So what? That's seven games below 500, which leads us to like, what, 77, 76 wins. And um, if they play 500 ball the rest of the way, will the Royals finish? Oh, I'm going to say that 76 and a half. Are you taking the over or the under for under. wins? Yeah. Oh. I know, right? It's seems just-
1: To me, something else. I just, there's no way that this is a winning ball
0: Right, but I think it could play 500. Ah, man. It, it depends. Again, it depends on the starters. It depends on if they've got a – I mean, we've heard this time and time again this year. they got some guys in the minors that are tearing it up that we could see when there are – when that gap gets wider. You know, as the season goes on, the as teams start making trades, there's good, really good teams and really bad trade teams. We could see that Royals pick on the bad teams. Ah. I think yeah. This I don't point, know. You have, you have to take the under. You have to take the under at this. If point. they keep
1: losing, this is going to come become a Bobby Witt
0: Junior. podcast, and we're just going to break down every at bat. It will, man. He he had he had another three. He he was a single short of the cycle last night. Right. He had a homer, triple, and double. The double was a broken bat that almost hit the wall on the fly.
1: I just want to watch him play, man. <laughs>
0: I mean, he's not. I don't think he's major league ready quite yet. But it's at the point to where I don't care. He might not be Come major
1: on. league ready, but he might be the fourth best hitter on the Royals right now.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Here in a week or two, we'll probably start talking about trades and. Uh, who, yeah, Dozier he, would have been zero and four in the double A game. Probably, probably. It's uh, hey, Mondesi's back for him. We'll, we need to enjoy that while it's while it, That's still a true statement. Yeah, Especially, like you said, who knows? Who knows? Dude, uh, COVID. That's just what's going to happen. You know, it's going to pull Chris Paul. <laughs> Dude, don't put that devil magic on Mondi like that. Come on. No, it's already on him. Come on. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's he's hitting 345. It's wild. Here.
1: He just comes up and just is like, I'm good.
0: I'm really good. <laughs> but yeah. When I'm not yeah. good,
1: I'm not in the game. If I don't feel yeah. right, I'm not playing.
0: <laughs> he hit home runs and back-to-back plate appearances. You know, right. just happened to be. 10 days apart or whatever maybe but, that's uh, a new
1: strategy okay. you just get a bunch of guys that can play every 10 games but uh and you just cycle them through and through constantly rotate
0: yeah well we'll see how it goes. with all these injuries that are piling up bantendi duffy singer you know it's uh
1: yeah and when you're losing that's just what a what a punch in the face like i, yeah. I
0: we're losing and i'm hurt their best trade piece right now might be Danny Duffy, but he hasn't pitched in over a month. So it's like, is he actually Wouldn't that be a sad – Does he have any – Does he <laughs> actually have any value right now? Yeah, he's still second. He's still second on the team in war behind Salvi, and he hasn't pitched since like the 1st of May.
1: Great. So, it's uh, good stuff for the Royals uh, this week.
0: Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, if, if this season's anything to uh, – tells us anything, they'll get out of it starting tomorrow against the good – Red Sox, <laughs> the, the, the second place Boston Red Sox. Do they play like so? do will get out of there slump then, right? Yeah, I'm so, sure. Okay, yeah. let's go to more. Let's go to more fun topics with the NFL and just I don't even know if fun is the word, but just kind of ridiculous takes again by Le'Veon Bell back in the news, dude.
1: That dude's toxic, right? man. I can't like, imagine dating him. What a disaster that would be. Can you imagine? I think yeah. he's. I appreciate. Sh- is he the guy that had like, he was robbed by his polyamorous girlfriends or something. Well, I, see, I feel I don't like know. that was that story. He's a ridiculous human being. Uh, going after Andy Reid is just what an absolute misfire by him.
0: Yeah. Saying that, saying he would never play for Andy Reid again. That's like the most respected coach in, in, yeah. in the NFL over the last like 25 years. Like, I don't. I don't even know who would be second on that list as far as liked and respect. Like, well, even I mean, if it's,
1: it's like, not respect, right? Like, because some you like, it'd be hard to play for Belichick. Like, some of these dudes are tough, but like, he's beloved by his players.
0: Right, right, like and, Donovan McNabb, you know, and T.O. who ha- both had their own issues. Yeah, on they both love, love him. Andy Reed. Yeah, yeah. Terrell
1: <laughs> Owens that fought everybody. He fought his own play. He fought the c- other players that Andy Reid was uh, coaching. He forced right. himself out of, of Philadelphia. Man, he'll give you every chance that you want, and if you perform, you play. And you know what, Le'Veon Bell was terrible. Right, and. Right. uh what I think, who is it? Wart? Who was the backup that like just? I remember last year the, I can't remember his name. What's the backup running Williams? back? Williams. No, it wasn't Williams.
0: He didn't or play. Or Clyde Edwards Alaire. No. no, the other Williams.
1: Yeah, Daryl Williams. Williams. Yeah, just that's hits that hole about. so much faster. It was very obvious that he was performing better than Le'veon Bell, and that's yeah. all it takes for him to be like, I will never play for him again. I should have, you know, I am surprised uh, Bell didn't go to Tampa Bay.
0: I mean, there's still time. Yeah, he's he's not signed by anyone. But like he said, he even doubled down on it, which is worse. Like he's he said uh, that he enjoyed his time in KC. never said that you know that he didn't like it that he loved the locker room or whatever. Right. But Just that like didn't like, like Reed. <laughs> yeah, like Reed said something said something to him and you know that's that's what got him and you know when you say something like that you're trying he, he you know he's trying to make it sound like Andy Reid said something terrible but yeah really Andy Reid just said hey I probably I got better options I know you're successful but dude he probably right told now. you
1: you stunk yeah
0: right? yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you know like, he's not playing you
0: yeah yeah and you've never been told that before so right. like you know and it's just like you're not the guy to be making these accusations. You know, you 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 get – you leave Pittsburgh with a bad taste in your mouth. Check. You leave the Jets with a bad taste in your mouth. Now, after, you know, a pretty quiet, you know, we'll say underperforming uh, tenure in Kansas City, but no one really cared. You know, you weren't, you know. right. Now, all of a sudden, you've added a bad taste in leaving Kansas City. Like, if you would have yeah. just kept your mouth shut, no one would have ever said anything ever again. But instead, he's got to be like, oh, I'm never playing for – the most respected, liked coach in the history of the NFL. Like, if
1: Tomlin ever leaves Pittsburgh, he should become an NBA coach because nobody can manage personalities better in all of sports. The fact that he was able to keep that ridiculous locker room under wraps for that long is out of this world.
0: Well, it's not like he doesn't have one now too with, with Smith Schuster and Big no, Mr. yeah, like
1: and it leaks out a little bit, but there's still like there's still like this res- like he's an incredible coach, and there's this massive respect for him. So he's he must have such a presence in a locker room to be able to just be like, all right, keep your head down. You know, there's going to be some noise, but if everybody comes together, we're good. And yeah. uh, the the biggest mistake they ever made was having an MVP of the team, right? Uh, right. But other than that. Right, and, and, like, and that- Roethlisberger is a complete turn, and everybody, like most people don't love Big Ben, uh, who have a lot of people, I would say most, uh, have not enjoyed his time there too. So he's been a consistent, there. like Tomlin just keeps it all under wraps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, I, I think as the way that Pittsburgh's ran it in the past, he's going to be there for a long time unless forever. something blows up. Because, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, actually things have already blown up and he's done a good job of keeping it uh together like you said so i he's gonna be there as long as he wants to be there at this point um but it's just i don't know man like it was a complete uh misfire and mistake to say that, right does like does like bell think he was the difference because like the teacher made the super bowl like so does bell think that he was the it would have been the difference in the super bowl how he played yeah should we have taken the ball
1: out of Mahomes hands more Right. I don't like, know, were well, you going to really run behind that offensive line with the way that you run, where you just stand behind
0: the uh, line of scrimmage for, like, an extra two seconds? Had this team finished, like, 11-5 and five and had an early playoff exit, like, maybe Bell could be like, hey, if you would have played anymore, it may, like, still wouldn't have been true, but, like, maybe I could see his thought process. She's made the freaking Super Bowl. Like, there's literally nothing that you know you were irrelevant. So just keep your mouth shut. Try to try to find it. And this hurts. Is if you're making, he's unsigned. Like we said, no, nope, he's not on an NFL roster, and I'm sure he wants to be. Um, talking crap. Just- talking crap about a respected coach is not something a co- another coach who guaranteed has less respect than any read wants to take on. And like.
1: There is never a time where there's not media members that won't go to bat for a player who's going against a coach or in front office or something because that's the world that we live in right now where it's so player friendly that just shows how how respected Reed is because it, you just couldn't find it. Uh, it was like you can. The only thing you can see is like he has the right to say that. Yeah, no, yeah, duh. But yeah. it's just a
0: uh, probably wrong because you just were bad and he didn't play you and that's what Reed does. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just a whole wild thing. Um the other news out of for the Chiefs outside of minicamp Camp stuff is uh guess who's on the cover of Madden again? Patrick Two Mahomes. Two goats. Two goats, Yeah, Patrick Mahomes joined with Tom Brady and they've both been on like I think was it 2017 Brady's been on the on the cover recently. Right. Um they both were,
1: they both broke um the Madden Curse, right? Because they right. both won Super Bowls
0: the year after that they were on it. Right, right, and that's the only two players to do that. And yeah. so, um, yeah, now, Peyton Hillis didn't quite get there. Right, but he was in the promo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> did the pro? <laughs> Because
1: so, was... Do you remember why that happened?
0: A fan vote. Yeah, fan vote. Yeah, yeah, and that was that <laughs> was like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> who should have pro- and Michael probably- Vick. And
1: Michael Vick, one of the most popular uh, NFL football players, besides that little you know moment ever, uh, right? But other than that, like especially at that time where he kind of like reclaimed his his statue stature, uh, he beat all those people, Peyton Ellis, Cleveland Bounds. Hey, running
0: No Chiefs legend, Peyton Ellis. Don't don't forget. Don't forget. I had no idea he played for the Chiefs. You don't forget. <laughs> he okay. If I what's his over under on on yards? You think? What do you think? How many rushing yards did he have for him? He played one year, one season in 2012 for the Chiefs. Yeah, 500,
1: 309. Ooh, yikes! Not great. He's,
0: he played in 13. <laughs> how many carries? Um, what is it? He averaged uh, 3.6 yards a carry, so not great. Not great. Uh, 85 rushes. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was quite. It was two years after that year in Cleveland that made him so popular. So he was done. He was 26 years old and already done. Right. But he off, off with track the track there. Off the track there. Yeah. Literally the most, least, the least deserving Madden cover uh, athlete of all time. But anyway, Mahomes on the cover again. Do you like it? Do you, do you think they should have gone somewhere else? Like, what? Do you care? I mean, now, I don't know.
1: Madden is a complete joke at this point. And uh, they should be, someone should trust to bust them so that they aren't the only game out there because they've taken advantage just like all sports games have done but they've done it the worst. I haven't played Madden in a while cuz it's just almost unplayable. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm happy he's there. It's weird that they're doing both. You know, it's weird to call them both goats. I feel like that's a little presumptuous even though Mahomes is incredible.
0: Right, but you know, the and I feel like the name, it was just kind of like floated around it wasn't even really taken seriously but you know that was in the super bowl was the goat versus the baby goat and that's kind of how the madden presented it was uh it was a goat with horns and a goat without horns that looked a, lot, a little younger so that's kind of how they tried to that's present true. it um and the last time that they had two athletes on the cover was paul Amalu and fitzgerald after they met up in the super bowl so it's not like it's they've never done this before with two yeah. super bowl athletes on the cover but i don't know man i i personally kind of would like to see rogers on it not that i you know i'm probably gonna buy the freaking cover again just so i have like i put
1: like you i don't think you can do that if he might not play right, right. If, you have,
0: if you have the chance that
1: he's just like not not playing for the packers and isn't out for a year
0: well they did it with brett Favre, and then changed there, there's two covers of brett Favre. there's the there's a Packers version and a Jets version because that's when he retired but came back at for the on the Jets in the same year. So they'd done it with Brett Fire, but NLB the show did it with Bryce Harper when he was a free agent. Like it was just for he didn't sign until like March with the Phillies that year. Right. So it was literally just like a blank cover forever. And then had to print all these, you know, Philly him in a Philly jersey. It's actually a really boring cover because he waited so long and they just had to like photoshop page right. so like other sports games have done this with athletes i just what else does rogers have to do to be on the cover man like be, I don't more, know. be more likable i don't know i like aaron Rodgers personally. me too but uh he rubs people the wrong way i guess so i guess so but again I, i'm not gonna have i ever complain about a chiefs player being on the cover but it's just it feels a little early you know he was on it two years ago it just yeah. feels like you know i don't know uh, I, I, the thing that frustrates me the most is, you know, I'll probably have to buy the, the cover again just so I, I have it for my Chiefs room one day whenever I have one of those. You know, it looks kind of cool. I think, anyway. I just
1: don't like anything that could be curse
0: related. It's not like, even curse related. I know. Mar- it's
1: just, you know, there's so many opportunities for this to just like all this heavenly place that we are in as Chiefs fans to just go down the drain real quick. So I just, you know, I just get a
0: little nervous about that kind of thing. I mean, like you said, Brady and Mahomes have already, already gotten rid of that. Like, so what? Sure. Brady was on in eighteen. Gronk was on in seventeen. I think he got banged up a little bit. That um, was
1: just that's not even fair, right? He's uh, right. he's going to get injured at some point, every right? Season.
0: Right.
1: So right. Um,
0: right. You know, at this
1: point, Mahomes gets banged up. He still gets banged up. He does not miss that many games, but. Um,
0: between Brady and uh, Mahomes was AB in 19. And that was the year he was go- going to the Raiders. And what's funny is, like, one of their sponsors is Frostbite. And I don't remember if you know if you remember him having like the frostbitten feet during uh, training camp in in Oakland. So it was like super funny that this dude was on the cover as a as a Steeler, and actually he was in Oakland with frostbitten feet. Like it was just that's
1: really man. I can't believe (laughs) I forgot he was on the Madden cover. What a fall from grace that was.
0: Yeah, he wasn't even in the game this last year until like the Super Bowl run. They didn't add him in like. It, that's enough Madden, but like, I don't know. I just, I thought it was still kind of newsworthy with another chief, you I mean, know, not another with Mahomes being on it again. Um, it kind of would have been fun to like, if they mix it up from the two quarterbacks, I don't know. It's, it's just, it is what it is. We're going to get into where they uh, do like the top 100 countdowns again here before <sighs> too long. And I absolutely love those, man. Those I like great. it, but
1: that year's Ridiculous. Dude, right? it's always
0: ridiculous. I mean, they—the fact that Mahomes wasn't one was hilarious. He's gonna be fourth again, dude. Yeah, because somebody's somebody somehow some way. Because you know, Is Brady. That- and- no,
1: that's the NFL, right? I mean, it makes yeah, sense yeah. That,
0: like they do the same stuff that
1: ESPN does, but like it's obvious that the big media outlets, when they do
0: these like top 100 lists, they they throw in wrenches just to make people upset. Oh yeah, and that's what's going to happen because Brady's going to be one. Like that's right. not Aaron Donald's going to be ahead of Mahomes because that's just that's one of the wrenches they throw in. Yeah. You know, in this last defense. like
1: top 100 of the NBA for the ESPN, they put like Lamelo Ball who hadn't played a game above DeRozan, who's like a ten-time All Star.
0: Right, right. It's all just media and conversations, but I still enjoy it. Like, yeah, it's still for sure. fun Like, no one actually thinks Mahomes is the fourth best player, but oh, I
1: think but that the when it's, it's the other players talking about Mahomes, I can watch that all day. Right,
0: right, right. And here's the thing, like, so we we know at least two, do you think they're going to keep the running gag at him fourth and, and throw, like, Josh Allen ahead? Because it's only based on, the NFL does it where it's only based on the one season. Right. It's only based on the previous year. Nothing else to take into account. Do you think that you could see, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, duh. So Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and Donald will be the three ahead of him. And then Josh Allen, Mahomes, will be battling for that, like, Fourth spot in the top five. It's gonna happen, man. Dude, hey, hey, Bur- Gary, wait, did you dude. say Brady? Yeah, he's gonna be in the top. You think three he's gonna here. be top five, dude? He he went to he went to Tampa. Like that's just, I, yeah. it's not true. His stats in the regular season don't back it up. Right. That's what's gonna happen. He won the Super Bowl with a new team. That's what's gonna happen. Just be ready for it. Just be ready for Brady, Rogers, and Donald to hit, finish ahead of Mahomes Mahomes to finish fourth. I'm just prepping you now. That doesn't even
1: have to be like that. I don't even disagree with that. I mean, Brady is obviously not like as just right now in their career is not better than Mahomes. But I, I could hear the argument for Rodgers and definitely Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is obviously the best
0: player. I don't even probably. know you can't even compare them though. Like I don't even know how to compare Aaron Donald and Patrick Mahomes, other right. than other than Mahomes plays the more. You know, plays the most important position on the field. So, like, if you're going to, like, give anyone a nod, I would give the quarterback. But then there's the argument, oh, the quarterback always gets the nod. Well, for good reason. So, just because you're the best defensive player doesn't make, like, if you, if you put uh, Donald on the Chiefs and Mahomes on the Rams, who got better? Oh my God! It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like Chad or Henney, uh,
1: Chad Henne and Aaron Donald,
0: or oh uh, my God, well like, oh, Max, hell, they can they can eat the Chiefs can even get Stafford. Like, and you're still yeah. not even convinced. Like, you could trade no. Aaron Donald and Stafford and Mahomes for one year, like, and you're still not convinced that the Rams aren't better than the Chiefs. Like, no, it
1: just comes down to the fact that our argument in the past. Like, as much as you might want it, it's never going to happen unless something like a running back ha- happens, like where a quarterback is not going to win the MVP or like right. more to say a defensive player is not going to win the MVP.
0: Right. Right. They, they got plenty of value and I have no issue with paying them and talking about them, but like, it's not even comparable litter. Yeah. I mean, I know it would be boring, but literally whoever you think are the top 10 quarterbacks in the league should always be, you know, one through 10 on these lists. Right. Like if we're being completely honest. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. So, but never going to happen. Cause that's no, there, where's the fun in that. So then, I get it.
1: But if you, you can always mention it. Oh, what about Aaron Donald? What about this defensive player? That's been a freak. It's just like you, that the, the analogy you just, or not analogy, but the thing you said about just what would you do if you
0: switched to the players? That's the perfect uh, right. way to say it. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even, I'll even throw in a, a pretty good quarterback too in the trade and right. still like, uh. But well anything else, uh, any other newsworthy stuff that we that I forgot to bring out that you want to discuss before we get out of here?
1: Dude, I think Kyle Long's injury is worse than they're saying. Yeah, I think so. Uh Cutler was on part of my take, Jay Cutler, and he said he had talked to me. He's like, Yeah, probably he said they mentioned three to four months um for the injury. So that really stinks uh like for somebody who's trying to recover like have a career recovery resurg- resurgence um to go out like that and just get
0: rolled up on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just, uh, again, though, like we kind of talked about last week, it's, uh, I don't, if any position's fine there, I think it's right guard. You got LDT back. And- he's awesome, though.
1: That's the thing. I, I was excited for him to be like out there and kind of
0: get to hear from him during the week. Yeah, he's yeah. Just he's a really a, good he's, personality. Right, right. Um, so. And he, he did tweet out, he was like, I did everything I could to prepare to get back to football. Zero regrets. I've been getting better every day and having so much fun with my new team. Um, Yesterday was not one of those things. Thanks for the well. So, like, that's when it was a day after the injury. So, like, it doesn't, that tweet doesn't really sound encouraging, you know? No. Like, it sounds like, he's no, it sounds be like there's a long uh, recovery left. And, like, yeah.
1: I don't know how I'm gonna be after, right? Like, I was just ramping up, and
0: so, like, I'm Going to be really fresh when right
1: when I get out of this
0: right. There's also the interesting uh, that we didn't talk about was Trey Smith can play guard, um, the late round draft pick that um, sounds like a steal. Everything I've ever heard is a steal. Now again, I'm not a huge. He has uh,
1: had some medical, like an actual illness, heart maybe or something like that that had kept him out, which is why he's seen as like a like a high potential. Could, but could be completely gone and uh,
0: low seasons. floor, high low yeah. floor, high ceiling yeah. kind of guy. Like and which is what you're looking for in, in right. the sixth round. Um, He's massive, right? Um, so like again, they've got options there. But like you said, like it, it does kind of uh, suck that. Uh, yeah, I think
1: Kansas City would have like really. Lo- I, I mean, I'm not putting
0: a, an end to his career in Kansas City, but it's just it's a bummer, right? He still may start eight games. You know, yeah. Last thing though, do you think uh, when do you think Tyron Matthews going to get signed? Uh, hopefully, any day, right?
1: Uh, if they're if they're consistent, they're about keeping the spirit of the team together.
0: Hopefully, any day. He was actually asked about it already today, um, about if it's possible he can get a new co- contract with the club and, and seem according to Pete Sweeney here, I'm reading. He said, seems like he shifted to optimism since earlier this off season, he said he can't see himself playing in another uniform specifically mentioned the defensive back coaches by name. And then someone else, the actual quote is there's some of those things you can't buy. I'm a guy who's had to start over quite often, but I would like to stay here. So clearly Tyron's at the point to where now he's like, he's kind of given control to the chiefs, which is not something that, I would expect from tyron to do you know he does not strike me as a guy who wants to give up control right. he's kind of done that today with saying you know with the with those comments and uh that makes me do, that does make me feel better on uh, an extension getting done sooner rather than later not having this hangover the chief's head all off or all you know, yeah all, all he's such head. a leader yeah uh, he brings so much more than what's like he's
1: obviously a performer and incredible football player but he just he adds – he brought an identity to the Chiefs defense, you know, uh, where like you could like – it's the honey badger. Like he's he's a star that everybody can look to and be like, well, they have him and uh, just something to start from. And he really works. Oh, my gosh. He's a, he's a workhorse to come back from all those injuries and still be this good.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, again, he's a, he's a guy that you can't really – you know the stat. You can't quantify his value with just stats. No. You know he he could be having a bad day on the field. Yeah. But lifting everyone up and getting everyone like, and it's just gosh. no one. I don't know if there will ever be a way to quantify that, but like that's still something that just teams don't quite fully understand and you know, how valuable that is.
1: The greatest football
0: things ever is Mic'd up, and he is a miked up all star. So. Oh my gosh, he is awesome. I still love when he got laid out by the Browns yes. uh right guard on that pull. If you haven't seen that, it was in the is in the uh, playoff game. Um, he gets absolutely destroyed and he starts gets up immediately starts talking smack being like, "Tackle for loss. I helped that happen or whatever." And <laughs> yeah. then runs back to the huddle and is like, "I got put on my ass." Like
1: <laughs> He just that, plays with so much funny. personality. Like I just Boy. love it cuz he is like very loud, very like in your face, but man People respect him and like him, and like on both right. sides of the ball. You, you know, he's chipping with Tom Brady, uh, right? Then that could have that could have gone better. I, hopefully, uh, too bad that interception. <laughs> that didn't wasn't count. the
0: example I would have used, but yeah. But I know
1: it's. <laughs> it's, it's I, I like that. You know, it's good to have that. Uh-huh. on this. You need that, like, like mentality you know, on your
0: defense. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. So, so and I'll, also again. another
1: thing that you got first. I don't know where you heard this um, about. Uh, Wow. The defensive tackle. Oh my god. Oh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones going to defensive end. You said that on the podcast like a handful of weeks ago. Yeah. He's yeah, just yeah. now it's getting national coverage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just it just makes too much sense when they yeah. signed a D tackle and they already have Naughty who I love Naughty. Like he, right. we don't talk about him very often because he's just kind of a defensive tackle that doesn't defensive get tackle that doesn't get sacked. Yeah, so it's like it's not like a very good talking point. But I love watching Naughty. and so knowing him and then bringing in another guy just with no real value at DN outside of Clark, and that value is right. overpaid for. So it yeah, just made it sense. It was the
1: to- weakest. I think it was probably the besides maybe linebacker, but it's the weakest position group in on the team, and that just opens up so many
0: different right. Uh, it just ma- avenues for sacks it just made it just made too much sense um not that he won't be inside because chris jones is a, is a menace inside as well but i think they're gonna uh, let him choose a lot
1: right because that's what some i was listening to uh wade phillips on on part of my t- take and they were talking about like what player he uh really liked coaching or what like he gave the most power to and he, when he was in houston he said it was like jj watts set set up where he was going to go and the rest of the defense kind of followed him. Yeah. And I'm not saying you do that with Chris Jones. He's not like as much of a, a like a brilliant thinker Hall like of JJ. Famer, right? yeah, yeah. As he is, but like if you if you can see the weak spots and you can line him up kind of wherever you want him to go and change your scheme depending on that, uh they need some more rush so that it's just going to help regardless.
0: Right. I think on he, he, here's a quick conversation. Do you would you rather him be at defensive end on, like, first and second down or defensive end on third and long? Because I am all actually for, and this is kind of weird, I'd rather see him at D-tackle on third and long so you can get more D-ends in there kind of thing. Like, um, at least at the beginning of the year when we're still trying to see, you know, what uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the Michigan uh, defensive end's name is. But some of those guys have, while on – you know, first and second down, where they may, other teams may run the ball. You know, you get Yachty, or not Yachty, you have Nottie and Reed at D tackle and Frank and Jones on the, because I think those are your four best guys. So those are the four I want out there the most. But then once it's a clear passing down, you keep Jones in there, you take Nottie out, move Jones in the middle and bring in another DN. Right. Cause
1: that- I, I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like an analyst on this or anything, but it would make sense to me that you don't actually need a sack as much on like a a third and long, right. You're trying to keep them from gaining the yardage to get a first down, uh, then more than you're trying to get a sack.
0: Yeah. Well, you need the pressure and I pressure. Sure. Yes. And Jones does a very good job at, at the very least (laughs) making, you know, clogging up the passing lane. or you know, not, not allowing quarterbacks to stand, to step up. So that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, if he, he may get more sacks on third and long at the end. Yeah, but that's coming from one edge. If the rest of the line not doing the job, the quarterback rolls out to the other way. Like, you know, with all these mobile quarterbacks now, while if you get it from the middle and there's no re- re- room to step up, I think that's just as valuable on third and long as a sag is. So that's, that's kind of where my thought process is. Um, I'm sure I just chiefs-
1: think whatever you should be doing, and this is everybody's goal, but really for the chiefs is, The faster you get that offense off the the field and you put Mahomes back on the field, it's so demoralizing for the other team to just constantly be going up against somebody that's so – like you can't predict what he's going to do. He does things that nobody's ever seen before. And the more more time that you have him on the field, just the harder it is to come back. And I just feel like it – obvious from the way that people talk about Mahomes that there's just this element with him that you don't have with most quarterbacks. So – yeah, I mean, sat like I just want the defense to be on the field as middle, as least amount of time as possible.
0: Right, right. Nope, for sure. And you know, with the <laughs> with the lack of depth on the line, the lack of depth in the secondary um, right now, I don't know how good I feel about the defense. So pressure, getting a pressure and getting off the field will be very yeah. important.
1: Because I mean, so. right? Because you don't even. Like it's okay. This is a team that it's like bend, don't break defense. But if you can, if you get a a couple of drives with like two sacks on there, that could just, it's over. Right. And the, and the chiefs just are up 14 to nothing. It's just so hard to come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm glad Chris Jones is going to get some, get some snaps on defensive end, but I still think he's, as of right now, he has more value at defensive tackle. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's a it's a good move. It's a smart move for depth for, for to, to kind of hide some of the lack of depth um, you have at that position. But we'll see. We'll see how the Chiefs how much the Chiefs actually utilize it as this uh, season goes on. So, but all right, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. We appreciate you listening as always. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at FlyoverSportsBF. Or you can follow me on Twitter at TenPenny88. Drew, where can the good people find you, my man?
1: At Drew Clifton, at Drew Clifton. Also, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I forgot that that existed till
0: this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you if you do, please just let us know how we can get better, what we do well. We're always here for feedback and criticism, trying to get better, trying to be the best we can. And That all starts with you guys letting us know what you guys want to hear and what you guys don't want to hear. So, again, any, any comments is... Positive or negative, always appreciated. So, all right. Hey, thanks, Dad, for listening this far. All right. We'll talk to you next time.